This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Well, the workplace is constantly evolving as technology changes the way people communicate and collaborate. We've really moved from large desktops to ultra-thin laptops and tablets to increase portability and mobility in the office. And we've seen office designs change to increase communication between people and teams, and even the conference rooms are going through changes to foster meaningful collaboration. And one of those key technologies driving some of these changes is wireless display built on Miracast. And today, to talk about that, uh, joining us today to talk about that is Jay Taylor. He's the Senior Director of Strategic Alliances from ScreenBeam. Jay, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, ScreenBeam is really one of the leading innovators in this space. Um, and, and today, Jay's going to share more about how this technology is really reshaping the modern meeting space. So uh, there are really a lot of changes, obviously, taking place in how people communicate and collaborate in the workplace. And when it comes to that wireless display, there are a number of different technical factors that impact the experience and key innovations that separate consumer wireless display from technology, you know, from enterprise class wireless display. So um, let's talk about that, Jay. Just Miracast started out as a consumer technology, right? Yeah, it, it did. Um, you know, when you look back at the sort of history of wireless display, um, there's been a number of attempts to you know build products uh, to to drive that experience over the past uh, several years. But it really goes back to about the 2010 timeframe when Intel introduced something called WiDi or wireless, which was short for wireless display. Um, and right about that same time, the Wi-Fi Alliance, which is the industry standards body that defines, you know, all the wireless technologies that we, we utilize uh, in our daily lives, they were working on an industry standard for wireless display called Miracast. And so you kind of had these two sort of competing things. Intel's was a proprietary solution. You had the industry standard Miracast coming along, um, you know, and, and both were, were very interesting solutions. Uh, but it wasn't until these two merged with uh, when Intel decided to adopt the Miracast for the wide-eye technology in, uh, in wide-eye 3.5. Uh, that was, uh, I think, 2012. And so, you know, that's kind of what sort of created the basis for an industry, a truly industry standard solution for wireless display. Then, you know, as roll the clock forward and, and you know, Microsoft got involved um, right about the Windows 8, 8.1 timeframe, they were introducing Miracast into the Windows 8.1 operating system. And at that point, that's kind of when everything went ubiquitous. Now, throughout, throughout all of this sort of period, uh, ScreenBeam was, was actually involved in all of this. We were actually Intel's uh, partner on the WideEye stuff, so we were actually helping Intel with, with WideEye. Um, back in November 2011, we had the first Wi-Fi certified receiver uh, launched in market. Um, and then when Intel, or when uh, Microsoft uh, started to integrate Miracast into the, the operating system, they actually selected ScreenBeam as their development partner uh, to help them uh, integrate the 
software side on on the source or on the on the PC side, and then we would build and optimize our own products to support the work we did with Microsoft to deliver the sort of best in class experience. And so that's kind of you know a, a a brief snapshot of how we got from you know multiple proprietary solutions into an industry standard, and you know where the, where the things are at today. Now, I think the interesting piece about all of this is that all of that was aimed at the consumer space because everybody was you know at the time what everybody was looking for was hey i want to stream movies on my tv at home i want to stream my music i want to do all of these sort of uh, consumer entertainment consumption scenarios uh but you know that is a different animal than than what you need in the commercial space so that's kind of where where we're at today is 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 morphing from the consumer space into the into the commercial. Yeah, and you're right to point out that there are differences between that that more consumer kind of residential space and and then the office and enterprise type solutions. So explain a little bit more about some of those differences and what some of the challenges are of meeting, um, I suppose, meeting the needs of people working in an enterprise setting. Yeah. So you know. As we were talking, right, is, is, is wireless display was initially targeted at the entertainment consumption space, which is the living room and, and the residential use. Now, when you're in that environment, there's, you know, and you're at home, there's you, there's your family and a handful of devices, maybe a, a dozen different devices, you know, connecting to the, to the wireless network and, and creating that Wi-Fi environment. It's a very friendly, very tame environment to work in. But when you switch that scenario up and, and start looking about wireless display in a commercial setting, in an enterprise setting, it's a vastly different environment because it's not just you and, and you know, three or four family members. It's hundreds, if not thousands of employees in a dense area. It's, it's conference rooms. There's access points you know, everywhere, thousands of access points. Um, you know, all over, you got floors above you, floors, floors below you. You've got, you know, uh, not only do you have, you know, people with their cell phones or their tablets, they've got their PCs, there's wireless printers, there's all sorts of this stuff going on that creates this really, really dense RF environment in a corporate setting. And so trying to make wireless work in that environment is much, much more challenging than making it work at home when there's just a handful of folks. And so you have to develop technologies and solutions to work in that dense environment. And so that's the kind of, of space you're going into when you're trying to do wireless display. So imagine, you know, you're trying to do a wireless display solution uh, or a session and you're using a consumer grade technology, you're going to experience a lot, a lot of challenges because it's just not designed to go work in that in that space. Right. And so, um, you know, you have you have to do things differently. I mean, you know, right now, for example, there's over 155 million Office 365 business users wow. as of 2018. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that's a that's a that's a lot of a lot of business taking place and a lot of things going on and so 
in order to deliver the best in class experience, you really have to, to think about this space differently. Think about what users are trying to do, the collaboration they're trying to do. Um, there's all these sorts of things that you have to do, right? And, you know, here at ScreenBeam, as Microsoft's co-engineering partner on all of this stuff, not only have we thought about the Office 365 integration and, and what that experience is like, but we've thought about that dense environment and developed technologies and solutions in our partnerships with Microsoft and Intel and stuff to overcome some of these challenges. So we've done things like our, you know, uh, AGO and, and DCM, which is autonomous group owner in different channel mode. We've built in collaboration uh, technologies for inking and touch. We've got cross-platform support. We've thought about you know, the, the users from a security and manageability standpoint and, and brought all of that stuff into a true commercial grade wireless display. And so it's, it's some of those things that I wanna talk to you a little bit more about and, and what, what that means to, to a IT guy as well as to a, a user of the technology in a corporate setting. Yeah, absolutely, and I think kind of what you uh, what you were explaining there at the beginning was just that um, uh, when when it comes to the challenges that are presented by an office environment, like you mentioned, so many different people are going to be on the network with so many devices and printers and all these different things that you want something, you want a platform like ScreenBeam that is. Uh, built with that in mind, as opposed to trying to kind of push through some of those challenges with a consumer grade product. Yeah. And so, you know, not all wireless display solutions are created equal, right? I mean, as I said, there's a lot of, a lot of proprietary solutions out there and, and, you know, some of those solutions are starting to adopt Miracast, but they're adopting consumer grade Miracast, which is known as NGO or negotiated group owner. Um, and so, the difference and what that means to from a user experience is the way to think about this is the way a consumer grade Miracast solution works is when I walk into, in, into my home and my device will automatically connect to my access point and that access point is going to dictate the channel and the band that get used. So it'll, it'll dictate whether I'm using the 2.4 or the 5 gigahertz band and then also the channel that's being used on that band. So if the access point controller tells me to use channel 36 on the five gigahertz band, when I go to do my wireless display session, stream my movies and my entertainment content and stuff in my living room, I'm gonna end up using that same channel and band. So I'll say, use that same channel 36 in, in, on the five gigahertz band. Now that's fine because as we said earlier, right? The, it's just me and a handful of devices. There's not a lot of Wi-Fi congestion going on and stuff. And that's gonna work just fine. I'm not gonna experience any sort of, of latency issues. I'm not gonna experience any drop frame, disconnects, AV sync issues or anything like that. It'll, it'll, it'll all work just fine. But when I take that same scenario, now I walk into my, my, you know, my place of employment, I connect to the, the internal network for my internet access, the access point controller is telling me to use channel 36 on the five gigahertz band, you know, and, and you know, so far all is happy. Well, this, the challenge becomes is that not only is it telling me to use channel 36 on the five gigahertz band, but it's telling you and it's telling everybody else in that same area to use that same channel. And so that channel becomes saturated really, really fast. You know, I got a lot of Wi-Fi congestion on that channel. There's only so much available bandwidth on that channel to to use. And so what happens then when I go to do a Miracast session or a wireless display session and I'm and I have to use that same channel 36 that's already saturated and, and congested, 
I'm going to start experiencing, uh, you know, a, a bad wireless display experience, a bad mirror cast experience, right? Because I'm going to get disconnects. I'm going to be in the middle of a presentation with a customer and all of a sudden it's going to disconnect. I'm going to get AV sync issues if I'm showing some sort of video. I'm going to get pixelation on images. I'm going to get, you know, uh, uh, di you know the, the, the random disconnects and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to get all of these sorts of negative experiences because I'm using consumer grade mirror cast in an enterprise setting that it was never designed to do. Where AGO on the other hand, and that's, you know, the, 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 that previous description was NGO, negotiated, uh, negotiated Group Owner. AGO on the other hand is, stands for Autonomous Group Owner. And the way that actually works um, is I come into my office, I connect to the internal network, the, the access point controller tells me to use channel 36 on the five gigahertz band. You know, so far so good. Now I go to do my mirror cast session. If I go to connect to ScreenBeam, ScreenBeam's gonna say, well, I don't wanna use channel 36 on the five gigahertz band. Instead, I wanna use channel 165 because I know that's nice and clean and open and it's maybe reserved for this wireless display session. And so now when I connect and do that, do that mirror cast session or do that display in front of my customers and things like that, I'm not getting any of those issues. I'm not getting the disconnects. I'm not getting pixelation. I'm not getting uh, uh, AV sync issues or any of that kind of stuff because I'm operating on a nice, clean, open channel. And that's, that works because that's the way AGO was designed and it works in conjunction with something called DCM or different channel mode that allows me to operate my mirror cast se session on a different channel than my internet traffic and I can be connected to both at the same time so I can still go out to the internet and and pull content down if that's where I, I need to go while I'm doing my mirror cast session because of these these tech this this combination of AGO and DCM you know an example of that is we've got a a large financial customer over in Europe um, one of the largest financial services companies uh, in Europe they've got 165,000 users, 67 operating um, in, or 165,000 employees operating in 67 countries with uh, 31 million customers. So it's a, it's a it's a you know big big outfit, and you know on their corporate campus they've got multiple buildings, um, multiple story buildings as well. So, and, and they've got their, you know, the conference rooms all over the place and, and they've got conference rooms above and below and on each side and, and, and stuff like that, right? And so, you know, it's a very, very challenging environment, just like what we described earlier. And they deployed ScreenBeam because of its capabilities to operate in that dense environment and give them stable connections, give them a secure connection and allow their employees to be able to come in and not have to mess with cables and dongles or any of that other kind of stuff. Um, they just walk in using their native uh, implementation of wireless display on their Windows device or on their, on their Apple device, and they're able to connect up and display and, and do their meetings and all that kind of stuff. So meetings are much more efficient. They start on time, all of that kind of stuff. So they get all these productivity benefits because they've deployed a very stable and reliable wireless display solution. Now, a big aspect uh, of what we're talking about kind of revolves around the idea of collaboration, collaboration being a larger and larger part kind of of, uh, of the modern day office. Uh, explain some of the tools and some of the features available that really allow for greater collaboration utilizing ScreenBeam. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a great point, right? Because collaboration is becoming, you know, really, really important in the workspace. 
Um, we're seeing it everywhere. I mean, if you take a look at what's going on, for example, in the display sales, um, you know, we've gone from the days of, of projectors and stuff like that in the conference room uh, to, you know, uh, dis you know, first HD displays so that they could get, you know, nice, bright, large screens on the wall. Um, but now they're, they're replacing those screens with interactive displays, which support touch. Um, because, you know, they're, they're finding that, you know, the workplace is dynamic, right? You know, we used to work, work on chalkboards and then we went to whiteboards and now we're going to interactive displays because that's where my content is. And so if I'm doing a presentation and collaborating with some of my colleagues and stuff like that, they want to provide me feedback. You know, how, how does that happen? And, you know, how do they express their ideas? Well, you know, with these touchscreens, they can go up and they can start writing and inking and stuff on the content and providing that feedback in real time. The challenge has been how to do that wirelessly because the, the previous way to do that was I would have this long USB cable running from the display plugged into my laptop. And, you know, that's my, that limits me in my mobility and my ability to be creative and, and work in that, take advantage of that creative space because I, I'm tethered to the screen by this, by this long USB cable, just as like before I was tethered to the screen by a long VGA or HDMI cable. Well, wireless display gets rid of that, that HDMI cable. Well, one of the technologies that we innovated with Microsoft called UIBC um, allows me to, to extend that, that wireless mobility from the display side and open up a back channel so that I can feed those touch points and that inking back to the source device without needing that long USB cable. And so now I've just cut both cables. I've cut the, the display cable, I've cut the USB cable, and now I can have a truly collaborative session leveraging that, that interactive display hanging on the wall. And I can, you know, I can be inking on that, my colleagues can be inking on that content, and it's fed back, right back to my laptop wirelessly. Now, it gets even more exciting because part of that work we did with Microsoft to not only enable this wireless inking experience, but if you take a look at what Microsoft has done within Office 365, they've enabled inking everywhere. You can ink on your, your desktop, you can ink in a PowerPoint, you can ink on Excel spreadsheets, you can ink on a web browser. You can literally ink anywhere within Office 365 because they've added the inking tools the pins, the 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 touchback field uh, support, and and erasers and rulers and all of this sorts of stuff in the in, within the Office 365 environment, and so that starts to create this truly transformative experience when you're in meetings and you're able to to ink and and collaborate and all that kind of stuff, and you're able to do it wirelessly, and that content is saved back in your Office 365 content. So, you know, a lot of a lot of folks, what inking used to be was it was an overlay on the screen. And the minute you powered your device down, that feedback was gone. Not anymore. It now sticks with the content. So now when I save that that PowerPoint or I save that OneNote or I save that that spreadsheet or whatever it is, that content is saved. I can now easily distribute it through Teams and all that kind of stuff. So you start to have this really, really powerful experience in, in, the, in, in productive meetings through this collaboration. 
Absolutely. Now, you've mentioned uh, Microsoft uh, quite a bit. We've talked a little bit about that, but many people and many, you know, corporations have mixed devices in their environments, right? So, you know, even around the market scale offices, there's iPads, there are Windows computers, you know, there are, you know, MacBooks and and all kinds of different devices. Um, is it possible to to use any device kind of through this system and through the, the, and through the screen beam Miracast? Yeah, and that's actually, you know, one of the things that I'm really excited about because, um, you know, what we've done is in order to support all these different myriad of platforms, um, there would be typically required a bunch of different apps, right? So, you know, you need a, you need one app for your Apple device for your Mac might, you know, device, and then you might need a separate device for your iPad or your iPhone. If you're using a windows device, you know, you can use the native stuff there, but then if you were using an, an Android device or a Chrome device, you'd still need, uh, you know, something else there. What we've been able to do is wireless display is ubiquitous. It exists on all these different devices. It's there, it's natively built into all of these different devices. Um, but the problem is, is, you know, it's always required an app in order to access it. We've uh, been able to solve that challenge and now leverage and utilize whatever's natively built into the device. So if you're using a Windows device, as we've said, we've been working with Microsoft for six and a half years, seven years on this technology. We know how to do that really, really well and use a native Miracast capabilities built into Windows. But um, there's also native wireless display built into iPhones and MacBooks it's called AirPlay. We've figured out how to, to leverage that and, and take advantage of the native capabilities of the Apple devices and use those to connect and wirelessly display to screen beam. We've uh, figured out how to natively support uh, all the Android stuff because you know most of Android is most Android devices will now support Miracast. And so we've been able to take advantage of that and to build a best in class experience with those Android devices. So now you can you know walk in with whatever device you have and use that native capabilities of wireless display built into that device without having to learn how to do an app. You don't have to worry about apps breaking because an OS update came out that, or a driver update came out that broke something. All of those sort of challenges are gone. Wow, that's uh, that's that's pretty incredible. Now, I, I know one of the big things that stands out in people's minds when it comes to bringing technology into the office and into the the workspace is security. Uh, so, kind of tell me a little bit more about how you address security concerns and uh, why people should feel confident about bringing ScreenBeam into their office. Yeah, so um, you know, so I was out at at, at ISE, which is a, a big show in Europe uh, for Pro AV. Uh, tools and integration and, and products and all that kind of stuff. I was right there with you. Okay, great. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's a it's a fantastic show about all that for, for that kind of technology. Um, now, one of the things that really stood out, you know, as we were talking about, because we, we just launched a new product uh, into the market to address uh, these things. It's our ScreenBeam 1100. And one of the things that we did was we introduced this idea of multi-network support because one of the challenge, challenges has been um, that if I'm an IT guy and I want to deploy wireless display in my environment, I've typically had to choose, do I put it on my internal network or do I put it on my guest network? You know, if I put it on my internal network, 
that precludes you know any visitors and vendors from that might be coming in to to present technology i'm not going to give them access to my internal network so I, they can't connect and present wirelessly if i put it on my guest network um, that allows my vendors to come in and present but then all my employees they've got to disconnect from the internal network connect to the guest network in order to connect and present and if the content they need to present is on an internal secure site it creates its challenges so, you know, one of the things we did with our products is we, we introduced this idea of multi-network support because we have multiple wireless radios built into our devices. I can connect it both to the internal network and to the guest network at the same time without bridging networks. They're air-gapped, so I don't, I don't, not compromising my content. Um, and that allows my guests to come in and, and connect and present. It allows my employees to you know, connect to the internal network, still see screen beam and, and connect. I can use my Windows device. I can use my Mac device. I can use my iOS device, whatever it is, without you know, compromising the security of my network. But we've actually extended that further because we've added a lot of, of security built into our devices um, that allow it to... Um, allow you as the IT guy to be able to control who's able to connect and under what circumstances. Um, so you can have, you know, complete confidence that when you deploy the technology, you know, it's going to be secure, you know, it's going to be stable, it's going to be best in class. Um, you know, an example is, you know, we've got a, a, a very, a Fortune 500 large package food customer and They've deployed ScreenBeam um, across uh, across their their corporate offices worldwide um, because they can they, they it had the security it met the security requirements they they needed. I mean, even the financial customer that I was talking about earlier, right? You talk about you know somebody that's going to be worried about security. A bank's going to be worried about security. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, uh, you know. We, because we built in all these security features, we've air-gapped the network design and all that kind of stuff, they know they, they can uh, deploy the technology in, in a way that's going to be se secure. And, it's not, and it doesn't just stop there, right? Because it's not just about securing the, core, you know, a, a, the internal network and the network and things like that. Security extends all the way down to the, to the individual user, um, you know, and... and ensuring that that you know content is not being shared when it shouldn't be um, there's an interesting story we actually had a customer uh, uh, and this is this was a real this was a real deal when they when they told us what happened i i mean i was dumbfounded um, they had deployed another solution uh, for wireless display and the the only thing that the only capability that solution had was to, to allow me to take my screen and project it to the front of the room. In other words, mirror the screen. Okay. And so they were actually in a meeting um, and uh, um, he was meeting, it was this, this uh, leader, this manager of this team. He, he was doing his, his, his weekly team meeting and he was sharing a bunch of content uh, about the, the, the goals and stuff that they're, that they've had for the, for the upcoming quarter. And as he was presenting the content, um, he got an email from the HR department. Uh, and you know when you get an email and you're, you know, it, you get a little, a little blurb in the lower right of the screen saying, you know, with the, with the topic of the email and stuff like that, and then you can click on it and open it up if you want, right? Right, right. Okay, so he's in there presenting. He gets this email from the HR, uh, from his HR department, and the, the title of the email was, Okay to Terminate Steve. Oh, no. 
Well, guess who was sitting in the room? Oh, no. Right? I mean, Tell you know, me talk about Steve. awkward, right? Oh. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is this is a real case. Now, you know, that's the beauty of, of you know, the Screaming solution is because we're taking advantage of the native capabilities of the wireless display built into Windows and built into your, your Apple devices, um, you can you can operate in what's called extended screen mode because it treats that second display just like it was a second display on your desktop. And so you can have content up, up on the screen while you have your email open up on the other screen, right? And so you won't get those annoying little notifications that you got an email or anything like that that might disrupt a meeting. Um, you know, that your private content is going to stay private on your main screen while your, while your, you know, your secondary content will be up on the wireless display. Um, and that's just a, an extension of that security feature. So that way, only the content you want is what's actually being presented. Yeah, any anything to avoid a circumstance like that, uh, poor Steve and poor. Uh, <laughs> that's just yeah. Boy, that's that's quite a situation, quite a story. Um, so th these have been uh, a lot of great features that we've covered, and really kind of hit a lot of the high points on, on what makes this such a special product and some of the functionality that makes it so um, so positive and so good for the office environment. Um, but I'm sure our IT professionals would also like to know a little bit more about manageability. So can you speak to that uh, that aspect at all? Yeah. Um you know, when you start looking at the the corporate environment, as we talked earlier, right, there's a number of things that you have to do, right? We talked about the ability to operate in dense Wi-Fi environments, you know, the adaptability to be able to deploy it to meet my needs. That's what this whole multi-network thing is all about. Um, but, you know, enterprise customers also require that, you know, security and manageability. We've talked a little bit about the security piece, but we didn't get a chance to talk about manageability. So, um, you know, you do have to have a manageability solution with your enterprise stuff because if let's say I'm a I'm a I'm a large outfit with you know ten thousand conference rooms across the globe, um, you know if I go deploy a solution a wireless display solution and there's no ability to remotely manage that, that's a that's a significant problem right because I can't have you know roll an IT truck out to every location every time there's a there's a, I need to do a firmware update for example right I can't have people climbing up and down ladders you know trying you know plugging in a stick to do a do a firmware update or anything like that so you have to be able to remotely manage these devices you know when they're spread out across a a large footprint right um, and so with all of our devices we created a a remote management tool um, called CMS or central management system that allows me to see every single screen beam I have deployed across my my company right now whether that's in one building or whether I'm operating on different continents around the globe I have the ability to see every single screen beam that I've deployed and now I can manage that device I can do firmware updates I can do policy settings I can do security settings I can run logs uh, you know to, to capture information I have all of these sorts of capabilities I can process receivers in groups or batches I can have one set of policies applied to, to one building and a different set of policies applied to a different building if I want right I have all of those sorts of capabilities to do it from a single location um, and, and that is a, is a massive time saver and productivity increase because I'm not rolling that truck every time there's an issue. I'm not sending somebody out on site. I can take care of that right from my desk if I want to. Yeah, and th that, that adaptability, I think, is 
probably pretty crucial because different places are going to have different needs and and there's going to be different uh, scales of of deployment i would suppose at, at different places and so having a product that can adapt to the environment that it's going to be placed in really allows it to fulfill as many needs as possible it it, it really does right and you know and you know one thing i've learned over the, over the years is that no two customers are the same everybody has their own idea of how they want to manage the devices on their network, how their network is designed, how they want to deploy technolo technology, you know, into their into their spaces. Um, everybody is different. Um, you know, we have a large, you know, uh, software company, um, you know, based up in the Pacific Northwest uh, that has deployed our technology across all their conference rooms, um, and you know they came to us with their set of requirements that says, Hey, we need to be able to do ABC, you know, and, and can your, can your technology do it? Can your solution do that? You know, and the answer was yes. And then we've got, like I said, we've got, you know, a large packaged foods company that came to us with their requirements. I've got folks in the oil and gas industry that have come to us, you know, in, in the pharmaceutical industry and everyone comes with their own set of things and they're all right in how they want to do it. Um, and so it, it just makes it makes it unique. And so you have to be adaptable to be able to meet those needs. Absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense. Well, this is uh, this has been an, a pretty incredible look just at um, the ways that uh, ScreenBeam can make collaboration possible and, and do it in a secure manner um, in ways that, that haven't previously been seen before. So, Jay, thank you so much for, for joining me today and really kind of talking and focusing on some of these critical pieces that um, makes this such a such a great product. Oh, thank you again for having me. And, you know, I, you know, I think the, the, the important thing that people walk away from, you know, that I'd hope people walk away from is, you know, look, not all solutions are created equally. You really need to understand what your needs are and find a solution that's going to meet your needs and um, to get that best experience possible, not only from an IT perspective, but from an end user perspective. And, and, you know, there's there's critical technology you need to, to have to be able to do that. And so I think it's really important that folks, you know, look at, at those solutions and, and the technology that that's addressing the solutions to make sure that they get what they need for that best in class experience. Absolutely. Well, Jay, thank you again so much for joining me and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you.